Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. This is the podcast for you if you are a woman business owner and you want to grow a purposeful, productive, and profitable business. Now, this particular series that you're coming in on is a bonus series. It's a four-part series that I have done specifically to give you an inside look as to what a mastermind is all about. A mastermind, this concept of a mastermind is so prevalent in the world of entrepreneurship, and yet it's one of the most difficult things to truly explain and to showcase so that you can really know what they're all about and what their true benefits are. Therefore, what I'm presenting to you in this four-part series is an in-depth interview that I did originally on a Facebook Live with participants of the 2017 Biz Women Rock Masterminds. My intention for sharing this series with you is so that you can really get a very intimate and inside look as to what a mastermind experience is truly like straight from the mouths of the participants themselves. Now, you're going to get introduced over this four-part series to four amazing women, Allie Wiesel, Heather Robertson-Devine, Kimberly bonheim Burbrower, and Tina Conroy. These women have become family to me and to one another, and I'm so excited to be able to share about the power of a mastermind and the value that it can truly have for your business in this year to come through their eyes. And as you listen, if you feel compelled and interested in participating in a mastermind yourself and really receiving the massive benefits that come along with participating in them, then go ahead and fill out the application to be part of the 2018 Biz Women Rock Masterminds. You can do that by going to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 2018 dash masterminds. That link is also in the show notes so you can easily click to it. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm so excited to share this series with you. Okay, we are officially live here (laughs) on time, I think. We are on time today for the part two of Inside a Mastermind series. And I'm so excited to share... Um, this whole series with you because one of the things that I have really discovered over all of the years that I have been part of masterminds, have been facilitating masterminds, and we're talking way back into to, since 2009, is that the specialness and the magic of what happens in a mastermind is actually really challenging to communicate to others who are not a part of it. And so um, I could be the best sales copy person in the world. I could be the best person to like talk about what these awesome masterminds actually do, what the experience is. But I figured that the best way to actually showcase what the Biz Women Rock masterminds are all about is to bring on the current participants of them. So that is why I'm here and so happy <laughs> to introduce you to the phenomenal Kim Bonheim Burbrower. So Kim, thank you so much for being on. My pleasure. Super excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> so um, before we kind of get into your experience within the Mastermind, if I want to give people a little bit of an idea of what you do, what your business is really all about. A, sure. because it's honestly one of the coolest like out-of-the-box businesses that I 
have ever come across. Um, and B, because I really want people to understand uh, and have a, have a background for your mastermind experience. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about your company. Yes. My company is a little different than a lot of the companies I see represented on the Facebook group. So um, I am an educator by trade. I'm a former classroom teacher. I taught high school English and social studies. And I left the classroom after a number of years of teaching and went into nonprofit administration and educational work. Um, and a few years ago, actually 10 years ago, I started a company that kind of took all of that experience together and I formed this, this niche effort to do educational engagement for films. So the idea is that I'm, my client base are filmmakers, um, independent filmmakers, larger studios, film distributors, and my audience are educators and teachers and parents and communities. And I'm hired by my clients to create opportunities for their films to be used in educational contexts. So I create viewer guides and lesson plans and curricula if necessary. Um, I do nonprofit partnerships around subject areas that the films might address. Um, I do screenings, professional development screenings for doctors and nurses and teachers and um, therapists, depending on the film. Um, lots of screenings for kids and for parents and families. Um, really, depending on the film, I, I watch a film um, or media. Um, I mentioned earlier that I'm looking right now at a podcast, but I I listen or <laughs> I listen or watch the film and or the the media, and I look at what. Um, it's teaching and who it would be relevant to. And then I craft custom designed campaigns and materials to get that film in front of the people that would benefit from it. I love that. Yeah, Just love really it. Really fun. And really I want to give I'm going to give a little a little bit of a shout out to the quality and depth of experience that you have actually had. Can you talk a little bit about the past company that you worked for, so people can see like you kind of know your stuff in this realm. Yes. So um, after I taught, I worked for the Anti-Defamation League and I was the uh, assistant director of education there for their national staff. Um, and then after that, and this is where the media literacy piece came in, I was hired by Steven Spielberg's foundation, the Shoah Foundation, um, as their first director of education. And that's really where I started thinking very in-depth about film and media literacy and film in the classroom and looking at how teachers use it and what the stumbling blocks are for teachers and how students respond to it and how you can evaluate and assess the efficacy of the use of film in the classroom. What are the best materials to create the scaffold, the use of film in the classroom, just sort of every area of film education is where I, I spent a lot of time immersed in that and working with um, first person testimonies of Holocaust survivors and other witnesses and really thinking about film. And when I left that position, that's where I kind of took stock of what I had been doing for the last 15 years of my career. And I said, you know, I've got classroom experience and I've got a lot of professional development administration experience. And I have this huge wealth of understanding of the use of film for educational purposes. And how can I put that all together in a really fun and creative um, and exciting and new way? And uh, big picture was born. <laughs> I love it. I just yeah. love it because I think it takes, you know, as uh, as someone who's like a teacher educator myself, and by the way, if you have ever watched any sort of documentary that really touched you, that like kind of changed the way that you live and the way that you interact right. in the world, it's like that, what Kim does is that, and then like, like integrates it into 
a, a deeper experience so people can really take that message and do like it's it's like live like in the world so i just right. i love it. i got goosebumps the very first time you ever told me about mm. it so um okay thank you katie you're very welcome so you had been a part, you've been a part of the Biz Women Rock community for quite some time. And when the masterminds came up, uh, I saw your name come through on the application. Yeah. You and I got on the phone and <laughs> tell me a little bit about that conversation. Tell me a little bit about kind of where you were. This We're talking July of 2016. So tell me, yeah. 2017. So tell me a little bit about where you were in your business. Why did you even apply? Well, it was one of those things I heard you say, you can apply. There's no, no loss or, you know, risk in applying. And I thought I really needed something to change in my business at that time. I was questioning, you know, as enthusiastic as I am about what I do, I was questioning the viability of the business. Um, I had had a lot of personal changes in my personal life over the last couple of years. Um, got divorced and my financial situation changed pretty drastically. And I went from a two income household to a one income household. And as an entrepreneur, you know, with up and down income and project-based income and no benefits and all that kind of stuff, it was scary. And emotionally I was kind of thrashed and I didn't feel that I had the resilience and the gumption to maybe make it work. Even though I had so much I had so I really believed in what I do and I obviously still do. I knew I needed something to shift my mindset and um I had never participated in anything like this before. So I was really nervous and I was also nervous about the financial um implications and the financial commitment because it wasn't a time in my business where I felt comfortable making a financial uh investment. You know, it didn't feel like I had the income to kind of turn around and invest it in the business. So I was anxious about that too. All right. So I'm going to share a little, you know, a little behind the scenes, behind the curtains to you guys <laughs> watching um, and to you listening that. Um, so when Kim and I got on the call, which again, you're got, you guys are going to see the link for the application um, to go fill it out again. As Kim said, there's no risk in filling it out. But what is going to happen is you're going to get on the, I'm going to call you like we're getting on the phone so I can make sure that this is a great fit. Yeah. For you. And so during this call, what happens is that Kim ends up like talking to me about her business. Cause I was like, just tell me about your company. What do you do? And I saw and felt this light uh, as you Aww. just witnessed, right? Like that she loves what she does. She's really good at it. She really has a passion for it. And then after that, we're all of these like, but here's the situation I'm in and I don't think it's the right thing and it's just not the right time. And, um, I'm not going to be shy about saying that I pretty much strong armed you into the mastermind. <laughs> I wouldn't call it strong-armed. I think you, I think you did. And you know, this came up in the mastermind, you know, over the course of the six months, I think you did what you do so well, which is that you reflected back on me, what you saw that I didn't see. So I wouldn't call it strong-armed. I would say, um, you, you were very encouraging and it, it was pretty a remarkable experience actually. Like the lady from the podcast was telling me that I had something to share with the world and I, it felt good. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Okay, so, um, but yes, I was I was very uh, ambivalent about the uh, the about the opportunity for sure. What may I? I'm curious to know because there are a lot of other businesswomen who right now might be feeling exactly what you felt, which is like my business is not financially ready to make this investment, and yet it's probably exactly what I need. What was the turning point for you? What was that thing that made you say yes? I've got to do this. I think it was, I think it was kind of like, uh, uh, 
now or never feeling. I think it, it, you know, I had really gotten to a point where I knew that what I was doing had gotten me to a certain place and it wasn't getting me farther. And I knew that I was really stuck. I didn't know where I was stuck or why I was stuck or what needed to shift, but I knew I was stuck. And, um, I felt like, you know, I have nothing to lose. Like, you know, and, and honestly, you know, a part of me kind of went into it with this feeling like, you know, I'm going to give this one last shot. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to find somewhere else to do what I do. Um, if I have to, um, you know, just in terms of viability, but it, it was, it was that kind of a sense. It was like, you know, not, I needed something and, and it felt like this was potentially the real change I needed and the real sort of shift of, of lens that I needed to make a change. And oh boy, I was so right. <laughs> <laughs> or you were so right. <laughs> so what I'm curious about is what is, do you remember the first moment that you realized like, oh, this is it, this is going to work. Like this is, this is going to shift. Honestly, I think it was the first mastermind because, you know, I, like I, I said earlier, I'm not a, um, I'm not an extrovert really. I'm not a group person. I don't join groups easily. And I, I, so this was completely new to me. Um, but I signed in on that first call and I was just so excited and pleasantly surprised by the caliber of business women and the, the level of discourse and the seriousness with which everyone was taking the process and their business and the warmth that was exuded kind of from the very beginning. Um, and it felt like it, it was the first time that I felt like I was taking myself seriously, not, at, not seriously in terms of the content that I provide or the work that I do, but seriously in regards to, um, and this is something I think we all talked about in the mastermind, the difference between being a consultant and being a businesswoman. It was the first time that I was giving credence and time and energy and thought to um, not just doing my, what I do and doing it well, cause that's always been top of mind and something, you know, that is, is everything. That's, that's what I do, but the workings and the machinations and the thought process and the planning of business owning, um, and showing up for myself that way. And, um, having those kinds of conversations was, it started from the very beginning and it was the first time that something clicked and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. This is, everything is shifting right now. I, I felt it almost immediately. I love that you're bringing that up because that's like, um, you know, if you've ever read, um, oh my gosh, I'm so going to lose his name right now. Michael Gerber's book, um, The E-Myth Revisited. His major core concept of that book is that is this idea of like working on your business versus working in your business. And we all kind of have to work in our businesses. That's, that's how we're delivering. That's, you know, like the, the value in that particular thing that we're doing, but like working on your business requires you to be the CEO of your company, requires you to be the owner of a company, which requires a whole different skill set than the, the, you know, execution of the service that you're providing. And I just find it so fascinating because, um, that's a massive shift that, Huge, that yeah. and, and it's very overwhelming at first because it's like, Oh, wait a minute. I actually have to think 
strategically and intellectually and proactively about marketing and building a sales funnel, like, you know, and like, um, and knowing sales metrics and knowing my numbers. And now there's all these other things that I now need to know and actually kind of master <laughs> in order yeah. to really do this. But it also felt liberating because, um, it was, it, it unlocked something that was jammed, you know, like I was stuck and, um, and like I said, and I didn't know why. And that was, that was the kind of door that was stuck because I was, I, you know, I do what I do really, really well. I take it super seriously. Um, but that only takes you so far if it's your own company. Um, you know, you really do have to pay attention to the other things. And so that was the beginning of kind of opening up the door to this other thing that really unlocked a a huge flow in my, my business and in my professional life and in my personal life and relationship to my business. And, um, uh, it was, it was ground, really a ground shift for me, a groundswell for me, for sure. Can you give, um, can you give everyone a little bit of a case study or an example of a hot seat that you came to the group with? So just uh, for the sake of um, clarification on this, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but really the structure of how I work the masterminds is, um, is that every single week there's like a dedicated person in the hot seat. And so that person for the vast majority of that hour gets focused on and they kind of bring something to the group that they really want some clarification on, that they want some ideas around, solutions around, all that sort of stuff. And so that's how we can kind of go deep in a quick amount of time. So can you get... And I I want Kim to talk about this because it's worth mentioning... Uh, and giving you some sort of an example of what a, a hot seat topic might be. So can you give an example of a hot seat topic that you brought to the group and and the direct impact the group itself and the mastermind process had on that particular topic? Oh boy. Well, I'll, I'd like to answer that two ways. First, I, I want to say, because one of the things I worried about when I heard about the mastermind and um, that the hot seat uh, set up was that like, it was every four weeks or five weeks that I would be bringing something to the table and, you know, it would be four weeks of me not. And when you ask, you know, can you think of a hot seat that was really transformative for you? It's hard for me to actually remember which ones were my hot seats and which ones were the other women's because each hot seat was transformative. So there were women who brought, and again, this goes back to kind of feeling like there was a door opened and a new way of thinking. There were women who brought questions about their businesses that I wouldn't have thought to ask. And when they asked those questions, it was like, ah, oh, you know, all of a sudden I was scribbling notes and re-listening to the recording and it opened up a huge slew of questions and answers and excitement for me. So each hot seat for me, you know, listening to my colleagues and now my dear friends each week for me was very transformative. So I just wanted to put that out there for people who might worry that there was there, they would only get out of their own hot seat, that it was so fluid and so seamless for me in terms of other people too. Um, I think the, probably the most transformative was when I came and this is, this, this is an example of not just a business question, but sort of a business life, business, family life balance question. But I came to the, um, to the mastermind one week with a question about how to stay focused and on track and maintain a level of consistency in my energy um, with a crazy family situation, you know, like three kids, single mom, you know, childcare in and out, 
Christmas vacations, you know, ear infections, whatever. And um, it, the conversation turned to a question about, um, you know, not just being a businesswoman and on this side and a mother on that side, but that, you know, that they're integrated, that they flow and that the most productive and the most, um, focused and the most consistent business women are those that don't see that differentiation, that they understand that their life is a flow and that, you know, you can't, you can't wait for your days to get locked down in your personal life in order for you to get focused and productive in your professional life. Um, and I realized, you know, in reflection on that hot seat, that that was why I started my business in the first place, that I wanted to feel integrated and I wanted to feel that I could be a mom and a businesswoman and I could work my ass off and also be a great parent. And that somehow still I was carrying over this like, you know, I don't know, maybe patriarchal mindset <laughs> that you couldn't do both. And I was forcing that paradigm onto my business and really, you know, workshopping that with you, you know, moderating and with the other women in the hot seat made me realize that thinking about it that way, that setting it up that way was setting myself up for failure. And that I really needed to think more about, you know, how I can work and be in, you know, be, be in flow with my kids, that it's not one or the other. And that I can't, I can't compartmentalize. I can't, you know, lock the door on that and then do this. I have to be able to find a way to do them both simultaneously and be really, really good and focused at my business at the same time. And that was when things really started to shift for me. I don't know if that's a good example because it's not about like click funnels, but. (laughs) No, that's actually the perfect example. And this is, I'm so happy that you brought that up because, um, you know, Tina and I talked about this a little bit yesterday on the um, part one of this series, which was, you know, so much about like sort of what I'm putting out there and what is easy for people to grasp as far as a concept of what they'll get out of a mastermind is kind of those practical things of like, grow your business from X to, to Y, you know, and make these sorts of shifts and, and a lot of those practical type of results. But an intangible is really how it actually evolves you as a human being and the impact that it actually has there. And listen, we as women do not have lives that are separate from our business. Like right. they're integrated no matter how small we let them integrate or how much we let them integrate like me. Um, you know, like it, that doesn't matter. But the, the point of the matter is, is that our lives are integrated and that's yeah. the beauty about being a businesswoman. And so our ability to recognize how that works best for us is so powerful. And that, and I'm so glad that you said this, that and this is probably part of my core message of why I'm even here in the first place in the world is like recognizing like, Hey, you can do it all. Like you really, if you want a successful business, whatever that looks like to you and you want to be super fit and you want to have this amazing soulmate relationship and you want to be a phenomenal mother who spends quality time with your kids and you want to be a leader in your community. Like literally you don't have to say no to anything. It's just a matter of management and the right mindset to make it all work. Right. And the mindset part, you know, it's not always easy because there's all, you know, 
that's a lot that you just listed, but, you know, just as an example, um, you know, I had a really important conference call come up today. Um, and it was with a group of people, so I couldn't schedule it around, around my day. And I simultaneously got a phone call from my kid's carpool that she couldn't drive. So here I was with a conference call and carpool at the same time. And before the mastermind, that would have sent me into a tailspin. And I probably would have, canceled the conference call. Cause I would have, my head would have said, you know, well, I need to be there for my kids. No one else is going to, they don't have a ride, uh, you know, and today or yesterday when this happened, I said, no problem. Like I can do this. And I just figured out a way, you know, I've, I've got some moms that I know to kind of take one of my kids and another to take another. And I planned on taking the conference call in the car and then picking the kids up a little bit late. And it just was, it was easy for me to realize that it's not a choice of one or the other. And that, you know, and this is the mantra that I, that came out of this mastermind for me that, you know, driving my very successful business will afford me the freedom to be the parent I want to be. And it happened very easily for me. And that wouldn't have happened before the mastermind. And I will also say, just um, to speak to your last point, I also got a ton of practical, useful, like incredibly tactical strategies from you and from the other women from, you know, whether it was tech to use and programs that are helpful or ways to set up a spreadsheet to track things or, you know, ideas to come at a project and project management, time management, scheduling and calendaring, like all that stuff comes too. So it's not just the, you know, the, the feelies, but that was just infused there in a way that was really profound for me. So Love I that. got, I got it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk just a little bit, cause I feel like all of us could talk for an hour just about this one particular topic, but talk just a little bit about the other ladies in the group and the, the bond there, the community there. Um, because one, one big question that I get for a lot of people who are applying right now is, how do I know if these other ladies are really going to benefit me? Or how do I know if I'm going to fit amongst all these other ladies? Talk a little bit about what your experience was with the group uh, format and the group um, culture, really. So I'll start off by saying that anyone who questions that, I think the main thing to just remember is that Katie, you're putting the group together and you were so intentional and so thoughtful about that. You know, you really spent time with me and I, I could tell that you spent time with all of the women before you put us together, deciding how we were going to fit together and whether our businesses were at the same developmental stage or whether our personalities and, you know, it was, it was clear that we were not tossed together out of a scheduling, you know, uh, preference. Um, and so if, if anyone's questioning, that's what I would say. I would say that your process, I trust your process. And um, you did an incredible job pairing us up all together. So that's the first answer. In terms of my experience with the group, I'll also say that I am not, and I mentioned this earlier, a group person. Like, I never did mommy groups. I didn't like them. Um, you know, I... I love reading, not really into book groups, um, not the person who stands up and shares in class in college, like have a couple core friends, just not, not the group girl. Um, and so I was nervous about that. These women were, I'm, 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 I'm about to use a, a word that Allie would like to use, but I won't cause we're live. These women were <laughs> unbelievable. Like they were smart and funny and connected and empathetic and successful and driven. And, um, you know, 
I mean, they became really good friends really quickly, which for, for some people might say, you know, that's the way that they vibe with people. For me, it's not always the case. So that was an unusual experience for me to just meet these women who I clicked with so quickly. And, you know, even my kids, I talk about you guys and they're like, wait, you've never met Heather? (laughs) What? No, she lives in Wisconsin. We've never met, you know? Um, but you know, the names Katie and Allie and Heather and Tina are names that are bandied about with my kids in my house, because you guys are, have been a huge part of my life for the last six months. And, um, you know, I look forward to seeing you guys every week. I'm kind of freaking out that I'm not going to see you (laughs) next Tuesday. Um, so I have, you know, and, and the other piece of it and not to get into too much detail, but you know, our lives are insane and we are women who are growing in a crazy world and stuff happens. And over the course of six months, we all had a lot of stuff happen. And every time we showed up for each other in the mastermind, we checked in with each other throughout the week. I, I had people I could lean on. Um, I felt like my village had expanded. Um, when I needed advice for my business, you were there, they were there. I, I, I had people that helped me answer questions. I mean, it was just remarkable. It really was. Um, if, and so the, the short answer is like, if I could fit into a group, anybody could fit into a group. <laughs> like if you found me, my people, you could do that for anybody. <laughs> I, I, I never would have known that about you unless really? you told me. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So um, what I would like to do is conclude. I, I'm about to walk everyone through about how the masterminds actually work, like what the structure is. But before I do that, I, I want to know kind of your overall experience. Um, you know, give us an idea of sort of like comparatively, it, you've alluded to it a handful of times now, but like, where are you now as a woman business owner versus yes. where you were six months ago? Okay. I know Tina talked a little bit about crunching her numbers and I'm going to take a little bit of a different tact and talk about sort of where my business is that where it was then and where it is now. Um, I, then I had, I had a great client. I had great work coming in. Um, but I didn't have the energy. I didn't have the vision and I didn't have the wherewithal to think past the client I had at that time. So what I was doing is I was immersed in these campaigns and then the campaign would end and I would kind of look up and around and say, Oh my gosh, it's time to find a new client. And you can't live that way when that's your income. Um, now I have about, um, I'm going to say this out loud on Facebook, um, six clients lined up in a queue, um, to start work with me this year, the, the first quarter of this year. So it is a complete shift from going, you know, one or two campaigns at a time and kind of lifting up my head and starting to, you know, look around and, and start doing that hustle to being able to integrate that, that hustle with the workflow and the building and the vision for all the other things I want to do in the moving parts of my business. It's just a completely different way of being in relationship with my content and with my work. It's just, it, it, and I have been doing this, this business has been alive and well and, um, growing slowly growing for 10 years, but this is the first time in the history of that 10 years that I have this kind of, um, foundation and structure that I feel is going to carry me, you know, through that is it's, it's going to grow in a way that I haven't had it 
I haven't had it set up that way. So for me, six months ago, I was thinking, I'm the best person at what I do. Nobody else does this and nobody else does this as well as I do, but I can't do it and do the hustle. I can't find the work and do the work. So maybe it's, this isn't a viable option for me right now in my life. And six months later, I cannot even emotionally or intellectually connect with that person. Like I, I completely am, I'm optimistic and excited and, um, I see a bright future in 2018. (laughs) I love it. You don't know how happy that makes me. Um, uh, okay. I feel like a mother with like watching her kid every single day. And then all of a sudden <laughs> that I'm this... older than you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is, is it just is so rewarding to see because, you know, six months is a big to every single week for six months is a, is a really big time commitment and it's a little scary, but this is where the work, this is where the results happen is in the minutia of the day in the day out, having that support literally 24 hours a day. Yeah. And having, having to show up every single week, you know, like literally, like you not only, this is where I love using masterminds as a, as a, a positive peer pressure thing, right? Like, like you've got other ladies depending on you. You have other ladies holding your feet to the fire and that is massive. So you're forced to show up to your business, even when it's painful to be there and work on it. So, um, yeah. It just makes me so proud that, that you have had this transformation and it's just yeah, such it's a been amazing. Um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about how the Biz Women Rock Masterminds actually work. So as I'm talking through this and as you've been listening this whole time, I highly encourage you to go click on the link either here in the show notes or here down below in the comments of the Facebook live video um, that will direct you to the page that talks to you all about the mastermind and will give you the opportunity to apply. As Kim mentioned earlier, there's no cost, there's no risk to applying because what's going to happen is I'm going to get in touch with you as soon as you do and you and I are going to get on a phone call and I'm going to talk to you about your business and make sure that this is actually the resource that best fits you. So I want to walk through what the structure of the masterminds actually are because everyone runs a mastermind a little bit differently. So I want to be clear about what the Biz Women Rock masterminds are. The As you are hearing... Uh, the 2018 Biz Women Rock Masterminds, this first round is a six month round. We meet for one hour every single week. Now there are, usually there are like one or two weeks that we miss just because of holidays or whatever within that time period. Um, but it's for, it's like hardcore. I'm focusing on my business for six months. Okay. So it's a really nice time slot because it's digestible enough to be like, okay, I can do six months. I can do this. I can do this. Right. Uh, Every single week, we're meeting on a Zoom call. It's a virtual uh, video conferencing, and we're all sitting there on the call. So that means that literally ladies from all over are coming together. The structure of that one hour is very, very specific. So uh, apart from the very first meeting and apart from the very last celebration meeting, because those look very different and kind of very customized for obvious reasons, every other meeting pretty much looks like this. Um, there is a, every person gets a couple of minutes before at the very beginning to go around and give a personal update, a professional update, talk about a big win that they had for the week to keep us in the positive and to, um, update us on the goal that they had for that week. Now I want to address something here because, um, I have heard, and as I've talked to more and more people about the mastermind, 
one of the questions that keeps getting asked is like, well, what if I'm not moving at the same rate as everyone else? Like, what if I don't feel like as driven as that person? Like, do I really have to be like that girl who's on fire and wanting to run at a thousand miles a minute? The answer is no. You just have to be wanting to move. That's it. Because everyone, the power of a mastermind is that I get to bring out the best you that you are and have that impact everyone else in the group as the entire group lifts up. So that being said, everyone commits to one goal a week. Um, sometimes it's more if that's what you need, but it's really the one goal that's uh, related to what we are talking about and sort of the path that you are on. And so you are telling us how you did on that goal. We keep a spreadsheet that everyone keeps track of that lets us know who's in the hot seat and what were your goals. So you have to be looking back at that spreadsheet to say like, oh yeah, I can't tell you how many times somebody would be like, okay, an hour before the mastermind, they're like, what what the heck were my goals? Oh my God, I got to do that real quick. And that's okay because it forces you to do it and to stay focused in on it, right? After that part is done, everyone kind of goes in the round and, and takes care of those particular items. Then we focus on that hot seat. The hot seat consists of three different parts. The first part is a certain amount of time that's allotted for the person in the hot seat for you to describe what it is you need to work on for that particular week. What is the issue, the challenge, the idea, the thing that it is that you want to talk about, right? Um, then the second part then becomes clarifying questions. And I talked a little bit about this yesterday and I'm just, it's worth mentioning again. The reason I do questioning is because we all think that we know the answers to your problems right away. But if we don't stop and take the time to really ask a little bit deeper about and understand a little bit deeper about what it is you're really looking for and what it is that's really going on, we can't really be um, effective and efficient with giving you solutions. So that's why we spend a good chunk of time um, asking clarifying questions to really get down and dirty to what it is, how it is we can best help you and give you the best possible solutions. The third and final part of the hot seat is that solutions round. A couple of things to note is that um, during the solutions round, you in the hot seat are getting all these great ideas coming at you. And so somebody else, not you, is taking notes for you. And that's because I want you to be fully present and really ingesting and feeling and hearing all of these solutions that people are saying to you. So somebody else is taking notes, which is great. And those notes are copied and kept and posted in our secret Facebook group. That concludes the hot seat. And with that, we've got about... That's taken up the majority of the call. So with that, we kind of move into the final conclusion, which generally is about 10 minutes long. And that's just kind of a check-in on, okay, what are you now committing to? What do you commit to? What's your goal between now and the next week? And everyone goes around and goes ahead and states that. And then we're done. And that happens week in and week out. And as Kimberly mentioned, and Tina mentioned this yesterday, and I have a feeling every single woman is going to mention this, and I really appreciate you bringing light to this, it's not just your hot seat that you are getting direct value out of. It is literally like you are, you are amongst your fellow businesswomen. So you are seeing value in all of the different hot seats that come up. So um, you're walking away with like, oh, tangible, like, okay, I got to do that. Okay, yes, that was really good. That brings to light this thing I need to work on. So that is how like the actual physical structure of the masterminds you heard me allude to a secret Facebook group. We do have a Facebook group that is connected to like, once you're a part of the mastermind, you get uh, your group of ladies are part of a secret Facebook group. No one else can find it. 
And so that allows you another 24-7 platform to be able to talk to each other very easily should you need it. I've had some groups of masterminds that like are on it all the time. And I have some who kind of just check in like once a week or kind of when they need stuff. So it, there's no expectation other than just use it and it's there as a support for when you need it. Finally, I will say that um, my, and Kim alluded to this as well, like I, the folks who participate in the Biz Women Rock Mastermind sort of get like the extra special attention from me in this way. Like there are plenty of times that we are really hashing out something within a hot seat. And just because of time, we don't really have the... Uh, we don't have the time to like really dig into some of the practicalities or some of the deeper stuff that we need to. So many, many times, um, all of the mastermind participants have Voxer access to me, obviously through Facebook Messenger or what have you, like you have full access to me. And so many times, Kim and I have Voxered back and forth about like, okay, after that hot seat, here's my question. What about this? And there are times where I'm like, Kim, let's just get on a call right now. Let's just hash this out, you know? So, um, you know, that is a major benefit of being able to make sure that you are best supported throughout this entire process. So that's a little bit about the practicalities of how it works. So uh, again, if any of this is resonating with you and you really are curious to find out a little bit more about what it might really mean for your business to participate, go ahead and apply today. Um, I would love to chat with you about how this can be a really great resource to grow your business. I... I'm 1000% committed to making sure that every single female business owner who wants growth in her business, who wants more for her business, whatever that means to her, has access to this resource, has access to this amazing sisterhood, has access to this process to help her grow her business and to help her get what she wants. Because I believe that it's possible. I see that. And so my commitment is to make sure that more and more women business owners actually know about this mastermind process and can participate. So that's why we're here on this Inside a Mastermind series. Um, Kim, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of come to the conclusion. Is there anything else that you want to add? I mean, you, I, I love... I love that people are able to see through your eyes what this process was all about and what it really did for you. So thank you for sharing that. So well, tell me a little bit for giving me the chance. I just want to say one more thing. When you were talking about um, the question, the clarifying question session section, and I, I, one of the things that I think I worried about when I first applied was the, that I didn't, I wouldn't know what help to ask for. Like you know, I, I don't even know what to start, where to start kind of a thing. Um, and one of the great things about the clarifying question piece of the hot seat is that sometimes questions are asked that helps the, the person clarify in their own head, like what their question is, or it gets you to see a, something that you hadn't even seen before. So, you know, for people who might be worried that they're not at a, at a place where they're even ready to come to a group and bring something to the table. Like I was really nervous for my first hot seat because I didn't know what Sometimes you just don't know what to ask, but that clarifying question part of it is also, it's not just to help the people to come up with answers to the question. It's help. It helps the questioner clarify and formulate and think differently about their issues so that you may say, this is my problem. But once you get 10 questions about your problem, you're like, wait, that's not really the problem. I think it's more like this. And it, it, all of it works together really organically to get a growth mindset. So whether a per, I would say just to answer whether a person's at a place in their business where they feel they, they have a list of questions that they're ready to tackle, or they're coming to the business saying, you know, I want to throw everything up in the air and kind of figure out where I'm going. I think both places 
um, a, a mastermind is just perfect for, for that, for both of those mindsets. I love that. Yeah. Kim, thank you so much for being You're here. Welcome. Thank you so much for sharing about your experience. I really appreciate it. Um, when I asked all of the girls like, hey, this is kind of something I want to do because I really am so passionate about making sure more, more women know about this. Are you guys willing? Like literally, I don't think I finished the sentence and everyone was like, yes, uh, totally. Of course. Like I've, I want to share. Yeah. Because so. it was so great. And because you're so great because this mastermind was great because of you really. I mean, I know I don't want to make you blush on your, on your own <laughs> Facebook page, but you know, you have a, you have a gift for, um, you know, really bringing people together and focusing on what's important and helping people bu build their business in a way that's unique and warm and supportive. And, you know, you're tough when you need to be tough. And there was a few times where you really kind of put my feet to the fire. I needed it. Um, but it was an incredible experience really. And, uh, I can't, I, I couldn't wait to get in public and sing your praises and tell everyone to sign up because I, it was life-changing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kim. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. It's my pleasure.